Okay, we're doing Daf Nun Gimel, starting in the top line, Tana Rabbana. Top line Nun Gimel Medal. So we're learning all about the way that the Ketoros is actually going to be performed. We just learned last time all about the way the Kohen Gadol enters. So now we proceed to the way that he's actually going to burn it. So Tana Rabbana, Benasana, Sektoros, Ish, Lifne Hashem. So we pick up on a Pasuk here. This is really in the middle of where the Torah is talking about the Ketoros. And it says that he, the Kohen Kohen Gadol, he takes the Ketoros and he puts it onto, he places it onto the fire in front of Hashem. So this shows us clearly, He shouldn't be misaking it outside and then come in. He shouldn't pour the Ketoros over the coals and once the smoke is already there, then go inside to the Ketoros. He shouldn't do it that way. Rather, what should he do? First go into the Ketoros holding both the Ketoros and the coals. And then he'll pour the Ketoros over the coals once he's there. Pashup Shad is that it's saying, we're saying is that Ketoros, um, is only talking about lift Hashem. Only once he's already inside does he put it on. And where, why is there such a chedish? It sounds like Pshuzah Shemekha, right? This actually is, is against what the Tzadukim believed. This is to show that they're wrong. Shaomrim, they used to say, he's talking about Chutz just to the contrary. He should prepare it on the outside. Before he goes into the Kol Shekadosh and the Kohen Gadol should pour the Ketoros over the coals. And once it's already smoking, the, only then does he enter. My Darash, where did they get such a conclusion from? Because the Pasuk says in the beginning, Ki Ba'anon Ira'el HaKaparas. We have to see what to not to come in to the Kol Shekadosh and he might die unless, what does the Pasuk say? Unless he has the Ketoros with him, Ki Ba'anon Ira'el HaKaparas. Because, Shem says, it's within a cloud that I come to the Ketoros. So that I, I can come to the, on top of the Kaporas. What does that mean? Pashab Shad means, the Tzadukim said it means that you should prepare it outside and come in and then bring in. Very interesting idea. But it's saying the only way basically that you can come in and have a right to, have a right to enter is if you're bringing in a smoking thing. So the Rabbanon are saying, okay, you come in without it smoking and you, make, you pour it over in the Kosh HaKadosh and create the smoke and that's it. The Tzadukim are saying, what do you mean? So it seems to say that you're like your right of entry is only with the smoke. So if it's not smoking already, then it's not going to work. But we have this other pasuk that we started with, where it seems to indicate that it's only after it was So what do we do with the, with the pasuk that the Sadukim are claiming? Is saying that the right of entry is only with the smoke. No, the pasuk is just coming to say that when you're making all the ingredients of the Ketoros, one of the things you should add is to Mala Ashan. So Mala Ashan, you might remember this when we learned about Beisav Tinas and Daflamites. So there's the basic core 11 ingredients of the Ketoros, and then there are certain, certain additions that are put into the Ketoros. The additions thing, the additional things aren't part of the Etzim Chafs of the Ketoros, but they're additional ingredients. So one of those things we mentioned is a certain herb, a certain type of grass, or whatever exactly it is, where Mala Ashan, you put it in, and it makes that the smoke, when it will rise, will rise more like straight up like a stick and then spread out. Um, so that's what the Pasuk is coming, is, is coming to tell us. It's important that, uh, that, that Hashem is saying, saying create, once you're inside, create that, that massive that the pillar of smoke is going to rise. And it's teaching us, therefore, you put in the Ma'al-Ashen. Now, we, we add, how do you know that it's, it's so severe? And obviously, this is totally redundant, right? We just said you do. Then we say, and how do we know that you do? <laughs> and now we quote that the Pasuk says that the Anana Ketoros will cover the Kapores and he won't die. So how the we see if you didn't put the Mala Ashram or Shachitzar Achas or if you left out any other ingredients of the Ketoros, Chayv Misa, Yibichayv Misa B'Deh Shemayim. 
So it's interesting. Where is the makar that you chayv misa? So, so, so the pasuk says, just to understand, it's a little bit confusing. This is pasuk based by, by design. It says, Hashem said to, to don't come inside for no reason. Right? That's an iser of, of called biyarikonis, which we're going to address in a minute. Biyarikonis is just to come in for no reason, right? Without, without, without a kiyum of the kiyum of doing it right. And there's an iser in the etzim entry. Then the pasuk says. Ki, um, the pasuk goes on to say, So the pasuk mentions this idea that like it's only with that that everything's going to be okay, right? So there's, such, there's definitely such an idea that the guitarist is going to is going to is going to work. But what does that have to do with us um, in terms of let's say you you burn it incorrectly? So we have another pasuk, and this is what Rashi's quoting, where the pasuk says, You should put the guitarist and not die. So Haktorah, as Rashi says, is mashmah, that it's only when it's fully shalit, when it's, it's all of its ingredients. So it's a little confusing here, because we just keep this in mind going forward. There's two different points. There's, there's, the Pharisee right here is pointing out that if you do the incorrectly, do the Haktorahs incorrectly, and also Haktorahs loyamas, we're saying that there's going to be a misa for burning it incorrectly. That's what we're addressing. And we're saying that's true if I leave out the malash, or if I leave out another one of the ingredients. That's, that's, that's point A. Now the Gemara is jumping in Vedebek to come out via Reconnets. So the Gemara says, why does the Torah have to tell me that there's a chi of misa b'deshemayim for burning the Qataris incorrectly? Let's say I brought, let's say with only 10 of the simanim, or I brought it without the, the amal ashen. You're saying the Nasanis has a Qataris for Yamas says that there's a chi of misa for applying the Qataris incorrectly. Of course there's going to be a chi of misa. That's not a chiddish. Typically, because the Torah says you're not allowed to come in for any reason. So the same way if I go in for, any, for no reason at all, I'm chai misa b'deshemayim. The Torah says, ayyavu b'cholis ala kodesh. And then the Pasuk at the end of that Pasuk says, Velo yamos, So you see that there's a Misa, there's a punishment that's associated with someone who comes in with no reason. So if you go in and you burn the Ketores, but you do it incorrectly, so you're back to coming in incorrectly. So we have two Dinam in the Torah. The, the Isra Knisa Rikonis, Bia Rikonis, and the Isra of Ketores of, of, of that's not burned correctly. The Gemara is asking that the Chiddush of burning Ketores incorrectly is not necessary. Because if you're not Mekhaim, the Avod of the Ketores, which it seems like you're Pasha, you're not, then anyways, you're Chaim Yisab Deishamayim because of Bihari Khanis. So we're asking why, what was the Torah's Chiddush in telling us that Venasan Haktaris, Alish of Nehashem, Velo Yom, it's this Chiddush that only if you burn the Ketores correctly are you going to be saved. But if not, there's a Chim so of course you're going to be because of the other Isra of Bihari Khanis. So I'm Rav Chishu, Zachim, Ma'askin, Nankon, Shogu, Bibiyah, Vehizabak, Vehari Gishmak. You're not chayim misa b'dei shemayim if you did it b'shogeg. Right? You only chayim misa b'dei shemayim if you do something amazing. So here he was a shagag in the bia in the in the hizid in the in the haktara. So what does that mean? Let's say he didn't know about the iser to come in whenever you wanted. He was a shogeg on that. So if he was a shogeg on that, he's not going to be punished out the iser of coming in um, for, with, for no reason. But he b'meizid burned the katara incorrectly. He b'meizid, let's say, intentionally left out the mala asha. So now, since he's amazed on the Akhtar, he's chayiv, misu b'dei shemayim, al tzachiv, for burning the, 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 the Ketaris incorrectly. Okay? So we have two times that the Torah is saying, lo yamas, one is for burning the Ketaris incorrectly, one is for coming in incorrectly. Two different psukim, pretty, pretty, pretty well spaced apart. Pasuk Bey says, al yavu b'chol yisrael ha-kodesh, only kibanon, v'lo yamas. 
Okay, so that's for the Biri Kodesh. And then later on, Pasuk Gimel, we have this Pasuk Hashem. And the end of that Pasuk, it says, yamas, and we're saying, if you burn the Ketar correctly, Misa, the Gemara is saying the novelty of that Pasuk later, Pasuk Gimel, is that even if you're not going to be Chayim Misa, it's the Bia, because let's say you were Shogig in the Bia, but that's the, the way that you burn the Ketar incorrectly, you're still going to be a Chayim Misa, that's one solution. Says the Gemara of Ashiyamah, you could really say even you're amazed on both. We could say, make the case was that you came in with two different Kataruses to burn. One of the Kataruses you brought in was whole, it was complete. And one of them was Chaser, was missing one of the ingredients. So it comes out, Because the mice you're bringing in a Shalim one, it's not, it's not, it's not Reikonis, right? The Torah says, You're only allowed to come in with a Kataris. Mice, I'm coming with one Kataris. Everything's fine. I'm going to be Mechaim the Haktara. And out that, it's not a Biyari Kanis. But Haktara Mechaim, if you burn the one that's Chaser, you're going to be Chayav the Kamaktik, because you're burning a Kataris that is Chaser. So this is a very interesting Svar, what we're saying. The, the din in the Pasuk that you're not allowed to burn a Kataris that's Chaser isn't only because you're not going to end up burning one that's good. It's not Pshat the Torah saying, you better do, you better be Mekhaim the Avod of the Kataris. If that's all the Torah is saying, I did it with the other one. The Torah says, Hashem is saying, there's an Iser to burn the Kataris Chaser. So it doesn't help if I have another Kataris that I'm burning that's Malik. If I, the mice, are bringing a Kataris, then in the second mixture that I bring in, it only has 10 of the 11 ingredients, or it's missing Malashan. If I burn that Kataris, there's a Chim Yisrael mind for that. It has nothing to do with whether Lamaisa I was Mekhaim the Avoid of the Kataris today. So two separate halachas. Biri Kanis is you're coming in to be Mekhaim Naktar. So as long as you're coming in and you have a pile of Kataris that's right, everything's fine. It's not Biri Kanis. But as the Isra of burning the Kataris incorrectly, if, you're, if you have one that's deficient and you're going to burn that, then you're going to be Chayav. So we understand two separate dinim, Chayav for Biri Kanis and a Chayav for burning the Kataris incorrectly. Zakti Gemara. How do we know um, that, that there's a din of Mala Ashan? So we're saying Vikisa. This is where we're arguing with the Tzedukim. The, we, were, we, we, we were dealing with originally, the Tzedukim are saying, they were looking at the Pasuk, Kibar Nanur El Kapar, you have to come in with smoke. And we say back, no, 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 really, you don't come in with smoke. You come in without it smoke, and then you pour it on, in, in the Kodesh HaKadash. And what did we do with the Pasuk, Kibar Nanur El Kapar? We said it's coming to say that you have to use Mala Ashan to make the smoke rise. And then we said, the bride was like saying a redundant statement. And how do you know that you put in Malashan? And we bring another another Pasuk. So the Gemara now asks, why do we need both Pesukim? We have one Pasuk for another Pasuk. Again, just to, it's, it's just not to get confused again. There are two separate Pesukim that we're quoting. Well, the first one is in Pasuk base. The Pasuk says, And then Pasuk Gimel, the Pasuk says, so two psukim that are talking about the smoke, both psukim, we seem to be saying the same thing, that you have to put in mala asha. So the Gemara says, Krala Krala, what's going on? We learned them from one pasuk, why don't we need another pasuk? I would say, it's only the Allah of the mala asha, the leaf of the herb, the mala asha, that's good. Eker mala asha, how do I know even the root could be used? So we have an extra pasuk that emphasizes as long as the smoke is going to rise, and that includes the roots of the Malashan, even if it's not the leaves. Says the Gemara So it sounds like, well, what are we coming out? The first Pasuk, um, Kiba Anan, is coming to say the leaf. The second Pasuk, Vechisa Anan is coming to say the roots. We see the contrary in the Bryce. It says in the Bryce, if somebody puts in the root of the Malashan, that would be like the best. It would go up like a stick. That's really good. Ashmagilish Meakar reaches the ceiling. Kiba Anan reaches the ceiling. It spreads out. 
Once it spreads, Mishamish Virod Baksalim, it moves down slowly going down on the walls. That's like the best one. Ashram Smaller buys Ashram until the whole room is filled, um, is smelled with the smoke. Shinemar Babai's Himalay Ashram. This is a Pasuk, seems like in Yeshaya, where we see the way that it's supposed to be done to fill up the whole room. The way it fills up the whole room is again, straight, straight stick, go straight up, spreads it up to the ceiling, and goes, descends down the walls. So, so, so what do we see? It seems from here that the root is the best thing that's used, right? The brass is like describing the way it's usually done, and it says the root. So according to the way we were saying, it sounded like the leaf was ideal. We said if I only had one pasuk, I would say it's only the leaf. Like, oh, the second pasuk includes the root. Our question is, it sounds like when the brass is telling us what the instructions are, we like ide- ideally are using the root. So it sounds like the contrary of what we're saying. So the Mars says, oh, you're right, you flip it. The best thing to use is the root. So if I only had the first pasuk, I would say you could have to use the root, but not the leaf. How do we know that even the leaf in the Malashim can be used? So you have the second passage that says, Ve-kisa. Okay, so according to the first interpretation that we're giving, why do I need two psukim? One is for the root and one is for the leaf. Now the Gemara gives a second explanation. I would say Malashim is only required in the Olamomoid in the Midbar because the opening passage is talking about um, by Mishkan when we're talking with Aaron. How do I know Shiloh Beis Olam and how do I know Mal Ashen is required in the Mishkan and Shiloh and in the Beis of Mikdash? I'm a Lomar Vechisa. So we have an extra pasuk that says Vechisa to teach us that even Ladoras, even for future generations, you need the Mal Ashen. Frakti Gemara, Hayachin Yasa Olamoid Shochin Itam Nafka. At that point, you should learn from the later. Um, you should learn from the pasuk later. The pasuk Design, where the parah just says you should do Vechin uh, Tasa forever. So we know that 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 all the avodah is supposed to be done. And basically, that pasuk is saying whatever is done. Navoda here in the Mishkan should be done forever. So why would I think that the one detail of Malashan wouldn't be included? So of course I know that. So I don't need an extra pasuk to say that Malashan has to be included in the base of Mikdash. So Gemara El Hakikam El Yom Kippur. I would say this is a very controversial line in the Gemara. This brings us back to some of the Raid and Lama tests. What's the Gemara saying? I would say only Malashan is necessary for the Kataras on Yom Kippur. Bishayim Moshashan Amina. You know I don't know that that the Malashan is necessary the whole year. I remember Kataras is brought. Every day, twice a day, on the inner mizbech, every day. How do I know that there also this requirement of mala ashan? Another halacha. So it sounds like from this Gemara, it sounds like that there's a din that mala ashan is there in the Ketaris the whole year. It's not just a din in the Ketaris Yom Kippur, it's there the whole year. Which brings us to a very famous Gashur on, on Lamitas. The Gemara was saying that maybe only the Beis knew about it. They tried to, you know, replace them with other people, but it wasn't as good, so they brought it back. Lamaisa, if only the Beis Avtinas knew what Mal Ashen was, and the Gemara is saying that Mal Ashen is necessary every day of the year. Al-Khaira, there was never a possibility of replacing him, and it wasn't like a question of quality. It was a question of they were not Mekayim the Kataris. The first day that they replaced him with the, with the people from Alexandria, the Avodah wasn't good. The Avodah wasn't good. The Gemara said, Kopal Hashem this should be the best quality. This, that. It's not a question of quality. It's not a question of how good it's going to be. It's a question of whether you're Mekayim the Avodah. This is a very controversial line in the Gemara. Ramam doesn't bring it. The whole thing. Okay. Good question. It's just, I think it's just a drasha. It's emphasizing again that, 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 that the smoke should rise. Yeah. Not sure. It's a lesh to onion. Says the Gemara, another explanation, Rav Ashi, one Pasuk is just telling you, ideally, it should be there. Comes along the Pasuk and emphasizes it again. Later on, the Pasuk in Yimel, and that tells us it's absolutely ma'akiv, the avod is not good without it. Says the Gemara, one Pasuk is coming to tell me that it's Aser. One Pasuk is coming to tell me that there's a chi of Misa. So in other words, when the Torah was saying, 
when the Torah was saying at the end, is coming to say that the Loyamas, that if without the Malashan is going to be Misa. Just for the first Pasuk, I would only know that you're, that you're obligated to do that. Now, just to bring out the point, um, it's a little bit confusing because we're at the end of that Pasuk, in Pasuk Beis, there's also a Loyamas. But don't get confused with that because that Loyamas is going on which is there and Bia Rekonis. It's a little tricky. That Pasuk Pasuk Beis is a little tricky because says, only Kiba non Yamas. So the Loyamas is really going to be a Rekonis. We just have from there, we know that you're supposed to bring Pope and put a Malashan to make the smoke rise. But 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 but, but the Isser for the Ketairas being without Malashan, that's only going to come, the, the punishment for the Ketairas being without Malashan is only going to come from Yigimah. Says the Gemara, we, we bring a bright set which supports that. Tanya says a bright set of Blazer Oimer, Loyamas Einesh. When the Torah says in Pasuk Yigimah, with the below Yamas, that's a, that's a punishment if you leave out the Malashan. Keep on ra, but just the original part in, in Pasuk Base where it says, Keep on ra, Azhara, that's only coming to tell us to warn us not to leave out the Malashan. Okay, so now the Bryce continues with the story of Nadman Aviyah. So we know Nadman Aviyah did something wrong. Like, but the particulars, the details of the story are a little bit vague, right? So, 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 you called Mises one might think that the warning and then the Einesh also for Mises Nadman Aviyah were said before, and that's exactly what the issue was. Nadav and Aviyu maybe burned the Qataris incorrectly. If they burned the Qataris incorrectly, that was the Chiyav Misa. Problem is, Tamalaymar, Acharimos, Shinei B'nei Aaron. Right? The whole, all these Pesukim are in Parshas Acharimos. Parshas Acharimos, that's why it's called Acharimos. It was said, Acharimos, Shinei B'nei Aaron. So what's going on? It can't be that the, the, Pesukim, the, 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 the Pesukim were, were there before. So Yahul, now you I would say, okay. So perhaps both of them were said afterwards. So in other words, maybe until 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 after Misas Nadav and Aviu, it was not even an Isra. You could bring a Kataris whatever you wanted. It can't be. It says in the cloud of the smoke, when I will appear on top of the Kaparis. It sounds like the Pasuk was saying, you should do this so that I will in the future appear. So wait a second, Hakeitzad, when was that Pasuk said? It must be that Pasuk was said when? Before the story of, of Nadavid Avil. And the, it must be Ashar according to Misa. The Ashar was said before the death. Oh, Nashachar Misa. But the, the death penalty of the Pasuk Yimah was only said Achar their Misa. My time with this says, how do I know? How do I know? Because the Pasuk says, Kiba on and Kaporis, it was said before. How do you see that? Again, the simple shot. Achrei Moshe Neben Aaron. Both Sukkim are said afterwards. We're saying if it said Kiba Anon Eira Eh that I will appear, it must be that was said before. Amai Talmud, how do you know? Amar Rava, Amar Kri Kiba Anon Eira. If I die in Lone Eret, Hashem saying I will appear in the future. I have I'm yet to appear. So we know what happened right before the story of Nadav Avihu. Right before they sinned, it says Chvod Hashem Aleisam Mishkan. Right, we have Hashem's glory coming. So when Hashem is saying Kiba Anon Eira Eh, it's Mashma. I will in the future appear in the base in the Mishkan. I am yet to do that. I will eventually bring Mashkina down. So this Pasuk, despite the fact that it said in Acharimah, was really a The Isser, this Din, Kiba Anon was said before. It's talking about a future time when I will come to appear in front of the Mishkan that's yet to be. So interestingly enough, the Azhar was said before. What's the significance that the Azhar was said before? Not so much. It's hard to know what the significance is because it still can't be why they were Mechuyiv Misa because the Aynesh was not said. We're still saying that. The Aynesh, we have no Makar, was said before. Right, that din below Yamas Apostle Gimel was still said only afterwards in Achrei Mice, after they already died. So it can't be the Gemara says Matama Inner, so why would they punish? So it's a little bit of a circle here. We know that the reason they were punished wasn't that, that they burned the Qataris that was Chisar, because the Einish, so that was only said later. We have to accept that there was a different reason why they died. We'll see in a second what it was. But at the same time, the, we're bringing out a din that the Azhara was said before. I don't know if that the Azhara was said before. It wasn't the cause for their death. Again, 
to, to put somebody to death, they have to be told about. They have, Hashem would have had to, 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 to tell them that the punishment would be there. So we're bringing out just that the etzim dinas hara alein was said before. Tricky point here. So talking about my time einish. said, "What was the pain, the einish for them?" So the Gemara says, "Gitanir Rabbi Lazar Amar Lomitzu Abnei Aaron Ella Asher Halachah Bnei Rabbi Moshe Rabbah." And the problem was that they were Meir Halachah in front of Moshe. They passed in the shot in front of Moshe. My darch, what came up? The question was, "No, Sibnei Aaron I on Eish Alam is Beach." Even if miraculously a fire descends from heaven and is burning, they murim still mitzvah lavim in a There's still a mitzvah that's on the kayanim that they themselves have to personally go ahead and bring fire from a regular source. So that was the halacha that they that they pass in without without emotion. There was a chi of mitzvah for doing such a thing. So it seems that from our Gemara, this is this is what it, this is what it was. There's a lot of other interpretations in the Rishonim. But Lamaisa, this is what the Gemara says. The Gemara says it has nothing to do with the katayrets. Can't be. But rather, it has to do with mar halacha. That's the pashas of the Gemara. Now we get back to the next part of the mission. The Kohen Gadol is now exiting the Kodesh HaKadoshim and he goes out the way he entered. What does that mean? He's walking backwards. How do we know that? How do we know that when he should walk out backwards from the Kodesh HaKadoshim? Shlomo came to the Bama, which was in a place called Givon Yerushalayim. So the Bama is not in Yerushalayim. The Bama is in, in Giva. Not in Givon Yerushalayim. They're far apart. What do we mean Givon Yerushalayim? And the Makish, he also made given the Yishalayim, the Torah is being Makish, the way he went from given to Yishalayim after he brought the Karbanos, the Biyas Mishalayim the Givon, to when he originally came from Yishalayim to Givon. We're comparing them. Ma, Biyas Mishalayim the Givon, just when he traveled from Yishalayim to Givon. Kalim Panav Kalabi Kamadar also, his face was towards the Bama, the direction he was going. Afitzi also, when given the Yishalayim, so too when he went back from given to Yishalayim, when he's turning away from bringing his Karbanos, Panav Kalabi Kamadar also, his face was toward the Bama, the way that he originally approached. He was walking backwards towards Yishalayim. So, that, in other words, the, we're, we're looking at that now as a precedent that whenever you're doing green carbonos, as, when you're, and you're turning away from that place, you walk backwards, not forwards. And we learn mechin kohenim avodasim. So to applies when kohenim are doing avoda. Levim duchanim and levim were on the platform with their singing. We saw about and Yisraelim davening by their stations. All these things gishayin iftar when they're finishing their their avodas lo yimasrim pnei v'holchem they don't turn their face away and go el mitzad din pnei v'holchem they would turn their faces to the side and go mechayin talmud iftar merabba so to a student any sign of respect the gemara says talmud is leaving his teacher lo yachazir panav yilech he shouldn't turn his face away and go el mitzad panav yilech he should turn his face to the side and go that way. So they didn't cover it for his rabbi. And the Gemara gives us some examples from an Amor. He had Rabbi Lazar. We learned from the Anhag of Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar was, um, was a big Talmud from it, Rabbi Yechanan. The Talmudim here from the Amor are so. When he would leave Rabbi Yechanan, so he would always be Mechavit Rabbi Yechanan. How would he? When it was the opposite, when Rabbi Yechanan was leaving from him, so how's Rabbi Lazar going to show respect to someone leaving him, to Rabbi Yechanan leaving him? Rabbi Lazar would bow. He would stay in his place bowing. Rabbi Yochanan was totally gone. He was out of his vision. He would, until that point, Rabbi Lazar would remain bowing. When it was the opposite, when Rabbi Lazar wanted to go, Rabbi Lazar would walk backwards. Until he was concealed, he couldn't be seen anymore by Rabbi Yochanan. Says the Gemara, I'm another, I'm a Rav, I'm a Rav, Rav Yosef, and Rav believed Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef was blind. But he was he was Yosef's, he was he was a rebbe from from Rabba. Avaz v'achoris, Rabba would, would would walk backwards, and he couldn't see where he was going. The Gemara says a very peculiar thing here. Adamiyafim kari, his legs would get like um, wounded. Umistavim aspuka de Rav Yosef dama. The thresholds here from Rav Yosef's house would get all full of blood. 
from Rava's legs, which were getting bruised because he was walking backwards and he couldn't see where he was going. Continues the Gemara, Rav Yosef, Hachad Rava, Rav Yosef couldn't see, he didn't know what was where. So they told Rav Yosef, look at what your Talmud Rava is doing. Amalei, Rav Yosef said about Rava, Yerava, the Tzar, Meisha, Akula, Karachaj, Ashbi Hashem's will, that you become the leader of a whole city. And this is where Rava was blessed, he became a Rosh Hashim. Says the Gemara, Rav Sandri, Amim Shulam Levi, just Amispalos, should be take this over the laws of davening. When you daven, Shoshet Yisholos Pesilos Achor, a person should take three steps behind him. But only afterwards give shalom. What's the concept of this? The concept is to be mechalik between the makom, uh, where you were immediately talking to Hashem, and now you don't want to stop, you know, remain right there and there. So you take three steps back, and and, and then you depart. Says the Gemara, you take three steps back. You shouldn't immediately take three steps forward. You should remain a little bit of time in uh, where you are after that. Why is there such an idea? Compared to a student who's who's leaving his teacher, right away he steps away and he returns right back. It's like a dog that's returning right to where it's already uh, thrown up. So the idea is, it was initial like sign of respect to take three steps back. So what was the sign of respect? That there was like the place where you were immediately conversing with the Rebbe and once that's over, you take a little bit step back. It was a sign of respect. If you break that immediately, then then, then that's like a dog going right back to what it threw up. That's disgusting. In other words, you're, you're, you're losing the respect that you show, that you showed. So, so to here, I'd say that three steps back, you should remain in that place for a little bit of time. Says the Gemara Tanya, Rami Hachi, Mispala, when you die, you should make sure you have to take three steps back. From law, it's like, and if you didn't do that, then what? It appears that like you're not respectfully leaving the Abishta, so right, it's better that you don't dive in that wall to begin with. So in other words, there's an idea like disrespect is, wor- is worse than, than apathy, right? So it's like, if, if you disrespect the Abishta, that's worse than Davin. Davin, that, that, that's better that, than, than, it, it's better that he would not have Davin. Armor the name of Shmai, they said, You should say Shalom to the right and then go to the left. In other words, you should like break up the phrase. Shalom should be to the right. Shalom should be to the left. Where do we get this from? From the right hand, you see that uh, Hashem gave the Torah. So what do we see here? That the preferred side, Mimino, comes the Torah. So the, you should give the Shalom to the Evishta, should be to the right side. Bring another passage that says, A thousand Shadim should fall on the left, and 10,000 of them should fall on the right. So again, we see that the right is superior. It's got 10,000 Shadim, whereas the left only has 1,000. So you see there's more of a dominance to the right side. Says the Gemara, Maiva, Omer, why do you need a second source? What was wrong with the first source? Mimino, Eshgaz, Lama. You see that the Torah is given from the right side. Maybe you'll say, it's not showing a chashivas to the right hand. It's just saying, usually when a person gives something, he gives it from the right hand. So you don't see more of a din of that, of that is more significant. Tashma, we bring the second possible with the, with the, with the threats, with the shadim, yipom, lf, on your left side, there's a thousand, revavim, yinacha, and the ten thousand on your right. So we see that's an element of superiority from the right side. Says the Gemara, so what do we just say? We said, shalom is to the right. So the Gemara now says, Rava Chazel Abaye. Rava saw Abaye. The Yav Shalom, the Amina Beresha. He said Shalom to his right first, meaning he uh, the 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 Amora Abaye when he was davening, he bowed to his right when he said Osa Shalom. So Amalei Rava said, He made a big mistake. You think that it means when you say Shalom to your right, I mean Fakert. It should be to your left. Your left is the right of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. In other words, when you when you're davening, imagine it like an imagery: the king sitting in front of you, and you're talking opposite him. So when you bow to your left, that's Hakadosh Baruch Hu's right. So that's the part. You bow to Hakadosh Baruch Hu's right first. So that's the reason why we do Osa Shalom to the left first. Klar? That's uh, that's the Mahamashiach the Gemara is saying. 
says the Gemara, Amar Abchei Barit Ravuna, Chazuna Abavai Rava. So Abavai Rava, the Pasu Shosh Brisu Kiyachach. They took all the three steps in one bow. So what does that mean? It seems that the Gemara is saying is that you take a bow right before you take the three steps back, and you remain in a bowed position while you're while you're walking three steps. That's the, the ultimate sign of respect. Okay, now we move on. What did the Mishnah say? After the Kohen Gadol finishes the Ketaret, so he davens a little tefillah in the Beis HaChitzah. Where was that? Again, Rashi learns doesn't mean in the Kodesh HaKadashim. It doesn't mean in the Amma buffer zone. It means in the Heichel. He would daven a little short tefillah. And again, it was very short. The Mishnah says, not so that Klai Yisrael didn't get nervous that something had happened. My Matzli, what is he davening? So the Gemara says, Rabbi, 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 Amri, he also for Nachash Shemakino, Shiano Shuk, Shimo Shkuna. We want it to be a very rainy year and a hot year. So the Gemara says, Shkuna Ma'alya, what's going on? Why is it, is it a good thing? Is it a good thing for the crops or something that it's very hot? Why is that something we're davening for? So the Gemara says, Ela Ima, Im Shkuna, if it's going to be very hot, take Shima, then it should at least be very rainy. Very interesting tefillah. First of all, the fact that he's concerned with Parnassar right now. So the, the Eilam says, we learned back on Dab Chavav, a big Yisait in Kataris. The whole Indian of Kataris is a school of Parnassar. Right? He said, that it was, it, was very, it, was, it was something very coveted thing, ever made you very rich. So that's the Indian in the Kataris. So, 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 so it was right afterwards, it was a tefillah of Parnassar. That's what it was. It was an Indian from Parnassar. So if you learn such a thing, so it makes sense, the Kohen Gadol is davening for a climb. For the, right, for the right conditions. It's fascinating how he doesn't play with the conditions of, of heat. He says, if, if we come out, we're clarifying what's saying. If it's going to be very hot, then it should be very rainy. That's the way the tefillah goes. something else. That the people who rule Kla Yisrael should never be from someone else that's not from Yehuda. What an interesting, what an interesting tefillah, no? And, 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 and it seems that we have like this idea, like if you think about it, just uh, to bring out the point, like the is this referring to, like, is this a little jab against the Hashmonom and Herod and all those people? Huh? Is it, is it a jab against them? It's a pretty disrespectful thing to say, right? You have all these kings who are not from Yehuda, and every year the Kohen Gadol, who may have also been the king, would say that. Can you imagine Yana Ha'imalach making that tefillah? I don't know. Hard to imagine. So maybe it's referring to the future, right? The Reish Galus and Bavel. When we said the Jewish people should never need again for, 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 for sustenance, they should never need tzedakah from one another. The people who are davening, their rain should not go while they're traveling on the road. Those selfish people, don't listen to their tefillahs. People traveling on the road never want rain. The Kohen Gadol would daven in Yom Kippur that Hashem not listen to those people. The Gemara says the story of Chanina ben Daisa, the great miracle worker of Chanina ben Daisa. Avakaz of Warchli was once traveling. Shalom Mitzrayla started raining. Amar Rivayin Shalom. Kolim Kulav Benachas. Chanina was there. Everybody's chilling. Everybody's at home, happy that it's raining. But Chanina is distressed. Right? I'm here on the road. It's not good for me. So Pasuk Mitzrayla the rain stopped. He also the base when he came home. Rivayin Shalom Kulam Kulav Betzar. Everybody's inside. They stopped raining. Chanina Benachas. I should be happy. Also Mitzrayla came and it rained again. So the Gemara says, the one thing we see is that Mendoza has more kayak than the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol davens that Hashem shouldn't listen to people of the Rachman. Here we see that it will, where Kohen Mendoza can make it start raining, stop raining, whatever is convenient for him. So the Gemara turned about him. I said, Kohen Gadol Jacob was once a story with the Kohen Gadol who davened a little bit too long. So what happened? The people were very nervous. So they, they, they decided to check, to check what happened to him. They started to enter just as he was leaving. Amr Lav, and they were Why are you davening so long? Amr Lahem, he said, what, what it bothers you that I daven for you? And I daven that the base of shouldn't be destroyed? So it's not that clear exactly, you know, who this is. Was it, was it, who was the, who was the Kohen Gadol? When was the Kohen Gadol? The Mar doesn't tell us. But evidently somebody was davening a very, 
sincere tefillah to be something that you wouldn't be destroyed. So Amrlo, I'll tell you about You still shouldn't do the Shari Shaninu. That's the din of the Mishnah. So we see that the respect for the people comes first. In order to make sure that people don't get nervous, you should have a short tefillah. Zogdik Mishnah, Mishnah to Aaron, after the Aaron was taken away. So why there was a stone in the place of the Aaron from the days of the early Nevi'im. Again, what does this mean? It seems that they existed from the days of Shmuel and David. They knew about this stone. Even though they, they had the Aaron, but they still knew the stone. It was called the Shesiyah. It was three fingers off the ground, but Allah knows it's very, very short, very, very short rock. And they would put the, 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 the coals and the Ketores on top of the stone. Now he goes and he gets the blood from the bull for the person who was stirring it. He finishes the cars. He remembered that he has to do all that vodas adam at the pyre. So he takes the, the dam. Next Makosha Nechlas, he goes right to the place where he was before, meaning he takes it back to the Kodesh Kodashim being abandoned. He stands in the place where he stood. He sprinkles some of the blood towards the Kapores one time on, on top, almost seven times below. Now, he doesn't intend to sprinkle on top and the bottom, meaning he's not trying that it should hit the top or the bottom of the kaporis. It just means like somebody's whipping, meaning his motion is flipped up or flipped down. That's the point. But he's not intending that it should actually touch the kaporis. And this is the way that he would count. Achas, one, one for up. Achas, achas, one and one. He's doing this in the Kodesh Yes. But his back is facing the Aron. He's facing the Kaporah, the Kaporah. Oh, there's on the Kaporah, meaning on the Aron cover. Yeah. Facing it's just a muckle. Exactly. It's a little bit confusing. Exactly. He finishes with the blood of the bull. He still has a lot left of the bull. He has to do a lot more applications, we're going to see. But he puts the blood on a stand that was in the Hegel. Okay. Now they bring him the Sar Lashem. Remember, it's been cast. This is our Sar Lashem. He's now, but he hasn't yet shechted it. Right? He hasn't yet done anything. So what does he do? He shafts it. He's makabal the dam in a mizrak at klisharis. Nichnas amakoshnechos. He goes back into the place where he was before. Meaning, he takes the blood from the sari into the kodesh hakadoshim. He's done with the same exact procedure. He then exits the kodesh hakadoshim. He nichlas He puts it onto a second stand that was in the heichel. Meaning, there were two stands in the heichel. One was where he placed the. Uh, Dam of the par when 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 he when he when he was interrupting using it and now when he's going to go back to the dam of par he places down the blood from the sa'ir on a second different stand we'll learn about the significance in a second because Rabbi Yudah says there was only one stand so if there's only one stand and they already put down the dam of par and now he's coming out what does he have to do he first has to take off the blood of the the blood of the bull. And while now he's holding both, then he puts the blood of the sire onto the stand. And we'll see what's the significance. Was there two stands, one stand, who cares? We'll learn all about this in the Gemara. So now he gets back the blood of the bull. Now he doesn't go back to the Kodesh Kodashim. He goes right to the, to the Parochas. He's going he's to, the, to, the, to, to, to the most western part of the, of the Kodesh section, right in front of the Parochas, from the outside, still standing on the outside. And he does Achas Lamata, Veshev Lamata, Towards the parochas. And the same thing, when we mean that one on top and one below, it doesn't mean he's trying to hit the top of it versus the bottom of it. We mean that the motions that he's making is one upwards motion and one and then seven down. He does the same thing, the same achas v'achas count. Then, he then, the, the, the same point, he's going to go switch his bloods, put down the bull one, take the sire one, and do the exact same thing with the sire blood. Towards the parochas. And then finally, he then mixes the two bloods together. 
and he puts the full bowl into the empty one. And this is, um, and, and now the mission doesn't continue with this, but he still has to apply a little bit more blood towards the inner Mizbech. We're going to get to that. Okay, there's four to the corners, seven on the Tiar Rosh Mizbech. We'll learn about that later in the next mission. That is the process here of Yom Kippur. So the Gemara makes a diok, Mishinignaz Laikitani. The mission didn't say after the Arun was hidden, Ella Mishinita. It says it was taken away. So Tanan, we see that our Mishnah holds, we see from our Mishnah that our Mishnah holds that the Arun was not hidden, but it was taken into exile. We're talking about King Yoyachin. He was, he was exiled to Bavel by Nebuchadnezzar. It says he was taken with the Kli Chemdas Beis Hashem. So, so, so the Gemara now elaborates on this. We have another thing in the in the prediction of what's going to happen here. The pasuk in Yishai it says, Hashem, nothing will be left." It's saying that even the aseres hadibros, the davar it's referring to, is the aseres hadvar. No, it's not shot that it was taken out to Bavel. That's not the correct thing. We have a dissenting view. Aaron bimakomo nignaz. The Aaron was hidden in its place. It was left in the kodesh kadosh and was just buried deep in its place. Where do we get that? It says that the, by the by the Aaron that they, the the poles stuck out into the curtain. They're there until this day. So what does it mean? They're there until this day. It means that the Aaron has never left its place. It's just buried deep underneath. So our Mishnah holds that way. And the Gemara says, This price says, Machlok is about what Reb Shimon's view is because Ula said, quoted him differently. There was once a story of Shimon and Masmarchash were in Rome. Very interesting story. You look in the Mesachas Me'ila to know why they were in Rome. But there was a story they were in Rome and they asked him about this. He said, Reb Lazar has taught us once and twice that the Aaron was taken to Bavel. And uh, the Gemara is going to go through Reb Lazar's proof. Uh, the Gemara brings Rishonah Hadamara and Revil Bavel and Kliyus Hashem. It says they brought with Kliyus Hashem. Shnia, what's the second proof? The Siva Yitzimi Basiyon Kol Hadara Madara Hadara. They took from Basiyon all of her splendor, which means they took Hadara, her innermost chamber. They took the Aron away. So Ata Matzoy What do you say? So that's what he asked him in Rome. So Amalo, he said, I disagree. I hold Amar Bukom Nikol Shem Rabbi Yehuda Badim. So we have a steer about Reb Shimon Shita in the pasuk over here in our bride. So we said Reb Shimon also was taken to Bavel, but over here it seems like Reb Shimon disagrees. He says Amar Bukom Nikol. So we have a machlokas where Reb Shimon says. Either way, it's definitely huge machlokas Tanam, and the language of our Mishnah reflects the fact that it was taken to Bavel as opposed to left from there.